Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Janine Perlstein. Janine, are you ready to do this? You bet, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Janine is an anthropologist, a workplace culture expert, an author, speaker, trainer, and coach. She is the CEO of the Alchemy Academy, an organization that provides personal and organizational development to help professionals and their teams to get out of their own way and reclaim their greatness. I'm excited to have you on. Janine, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, uh, I'm here in Flagstaff, Arizona. I live here with my husband and two boys. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful mountain setting that provides uh, a, a view, an expansive view that allows me to look into people's lives and people's organizations and, uh, and, and help them see the kind of change that they're really looking for. Primarily, I help overwhelmed professionals who uh, are tired of getting in their own way. And I help them to stand in their strength and really embrace becoming the powerful and recognized leader that they're meant to be. And, uh, and why do I do what I do? My gosh, when you get to see somebody who has potential and they've been holding themselves back and all of a sudden they stop the self-sabotage and they stop getting in their own way and they really step into owning the ground that they were meant to walk in, um, it's one of the most beautiful things to behold. It's such a gorgeous thing to, to, to help people reach that place in their lives. I love it. And it's probably, well, I it's easy for us to get overwhelmed these days. I was just going to say it's easy for other people, but I think that we're all, we're, we're, we are all victims of overwhelm um, because we have, you know, right. No one's immune. And you know, why is it that we get overwhelmed? Um, We end up with chatter in our subconscious minds. You know, a lot of the messaging that was gifted to us uh, by our family, by our, the media, by our culture, teachers from long ago, you know, wherever it comes from, we get these messages uh, that sort of play in the background. And the more that we add to our, our lists, our to-do lists, and the stuff that crosses our desk, you know, the more powerful we become and taking on more and more things, the more that chatter starts uh, raising the volume on us. And, uh, and overwhelm comes from not knowing what to do with that chatter. You know, our, our focus gets diverted and, and we start looking in all these different places for the answer because we can no longer hear the, the clear path that was in our brains to begin with. Right. And there's so many things that, as as I'm listening to you, our, our culture seems to celebrate, and it does, and for, for good reason, high achievement mm-hmm. um, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and hard work, but at the same time... Right. Um, what what getting to those places uh, lead us to is is taking on too much, which in turn makes us ineffective. So it's a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword. And you brought something up that really um, 
is is a little bit subversive in getting in our own way. And that's this idea of hard work. And you're absolutely right. It's the determined leader who who keeps on going and keeps taking inspired action that, that sees results and sees change. But so many of us have this idea of, well, if you want something worth having, you have to work hard for it. And when that's in your brain over and over and over again, sometimes what we do is we choose the difficult path because we feel like that's the more worthwhile path. When at the same time, there will be an easy path to the same direction, to the same outcome and same result, and we will we will purposefully not choose it. No, not in our conscious mind, but our subconscious will inform our behavior and and make us choose the difficult path because it's so well steeped into our belief system that we that we have to work hard for what we get. And so this is a great example of what I do with my clients in helping them discern, you know, what is a belief that is serving you towards your greatest good? And what is a belief that could be holding you back or could be creating more difficulty for you or more overwhelm. And uh, and that's one of those where, where some of my clients end up driving with one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake at the same time. Yeah. I, I Again, as I'm listening to you, I, I'm thinking, you know what? I, I bet I do that all the time. I bet I want to do it the hard way. And who, who knows why? What you, you, you probably know why. Maybe it's just because that's what I've been conditioned <laughs> to doing or that's, that's what I perceive to be the right way to do it. That's got to be so common. Yeah, it is really common and, and none of us are immune to it. And it might not be that one thing. Uh, you know, it might be a, a hang up that we have about money or finances that, you know, could be holding us back at the same time that we're trying to step into our professional lives and earn more and get more clients or get more revenues or, or uh, you know, raise the, the return on our investments or, or whatever it is that we're trying to do. Uh, and at the same time, we may have some limiting beliefs that are telling us, well, money doesn't grow on trees or, um, you know, only uh, only people who are, are wealthy have, have obviously done something bad to get there. Or, you know, th- there, there's a whole host of these beliefs that could hold somebody back because deep down they might think, well, I don't want to become a bad person. And so subconsciously, again, you don't know that you're doing it, but subconsciously you, you start sabotaging yourself and you throw roadblocks in your way or you stop following through on the things you need to do or you procrastinate or some other reason you're holding yourself back and you don't get there because of these limiting beliefs. And so my role is to help you shine a light on those and uh, and realize that they're, they don't have to be the scary monsters that they've become in your life, uh, that, that there are things that you can do to actually rewire your brain for the kinds of beliefs that will serve you instead of the ones that are holding you back. Nice. So as an anthropologist, how do you feel that you're looking at these situations different than than perhaps a, a, a psychologist or just a different profession? Yeah. Um, in, in anthropology, we, we look at the beliefs uh, and traditions and norms of your culture. And uh, so I do a lot of work in workplace culture, but, uh, but really when you deal with personal and professional development on the individual level, you're looking at the culture of one. And so you're looking at things like your attitudes, which are uh, the ideas that, that promote individuality in, in you. 
you're looking at your behaviors. You know, we've all done things that have gotten us the results and outcomes that we wanted. Uh, and that's important. You know, a lot of people will look at behavior change. Many different professions will come in and say, yes, we're going we're gonna to help you with your behavior change because that's what we need to do in order to get new results. But as an anthropologist, I know that your behaviors are always going to operate in accordance with your beliefs. And it's your beliefs that are enculturated. You know, beliefs aren't necessarily true or untrue. They're simply your conviction in the truth of something. And the reason that you're convicted that they're true is because you belong to a certain culture or subculture that has taught you that conviction. And, you know, sometimes those beliefs are, are meant to help propel you forward. And sometimes they actually do hold you back. And so as an anthropologist, I can help you discern not just your culture of one, you know, your attitudes, behaviors, beliefs, and then add on to that your values, you know, the higher purposes that you have. Um, but also have you look at some of the external forces that are coming in from your, from your subculture and so from the culture around you that are uh, adding to whether or not you're being productive or whether or not you are being propelled forward or if perhaps you are being held back. And uh, so it's an interesting perspective and it's one that I'm finding is, is super valuable for those people who have done the development before, done the, the professional work before, and still aren't seeing results. I think that that's fascinating. And for me, it really hits the nail on the head, this idea that behaviors operate in accordance with your beliefs. One of my favorite quotes that I've heard over the past, really for the first time this past year, was that there, is a thousand, there, is a thousand, there are a thousand people hacking at the branches of evil to one who is striking at the root. And you can't just address mm -hmm. the symptoms. <laughs> you really need to get down. And that's easier said than done to really be able to yeah. peel all the, all, all, all the layers back. What? Yeah, I'm, yeah. So I, I, I have a note that I, I wanted to ask you about what your thoughts or feelings are on this idea of finding purpose, finding calling or, or meaning and how all that relates to what we've been talking about. It, a, it relates directly. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. And I, you know, I teach multiple modules on this alone, but let me, let me try to distill it down for you if I can simply in that we have passions, we have things that, that drive us internally. And, um, and, and when we can align our passions with what we want to do, uh, what we want to spend our time doing, you know, that, that naturally is where we're going to soar, right? Because we are, we're being internally motivated in, in, instead of externally motivated. So in other words, we're operating off of inspiration instead of desperation, which has happened, you know, when your boss says, you've got to do this by this deadline. And all of a sudden you begin, you beget, you become desperate because you feel like, oh my gosh, my job is at, at risk or, you know, my paycheck is at risk, something like that. You will be motivated only so far, but if you can get motivated because you're compelled to do something, you're compelled to move forward. Now we're talking about your passion. When that leaps into the realm of purpose is when your passion affects change with other people. Now you've got community with passion or you've got compassion with driving things forward for other people. This is where a larger purpose comes into place. 
And then if you're in a position where your your larger purpose, you know, and you might even from that place be able to develop your own internal mission that drives you and what you do forward, you know, if you can create a career around that, now you're working within the realm of your calling. So you're you're uh, strengthening your own position, you know, I call it standing in your strength, and and operating from a place of inspiration where sabotage starts to fall away. You're helping other people. You're 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 coming from this place of purpose where now you've got a community through which you're affecting change. And if you are operating in the flow of the marketplace and and inviting in uh, finances and, and giving out finances accordingly, according to the value that you've placed on yourself, now you're operating in a place that, that really brings in your calling into place. And, and that's a gorgeous place to be in. You know, I mean, there's, there are so many Americans today who are miserable in their jobs. And uh, they haven't really cracked the nut on how to be passionate about what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I've, I've worked with populations that, that range from, you know, executives in the boardroom down to um, prisoners and sex workers and, and even people who are just at the, at the very bottom rung of the corporate ladder. And, and they absolutely can find passion and purpose in what they do. Uh, you just simply have to step into it and look at it and, and do the work. You know, you said early, it, it's not easy and, and you're right. You know, it is simple, but it sometimes isn't easy. And I think sometimes people aren't willing to look at those places where they may need to change. I, I think that that's a, a beautifully crafted uh, explanation. I think that that's so great how, yeah, you can, look at all those different elements and how it all flows together and if you can actually craft a career around it then then it does become a calling the idea that that right. that anybody can find purpose or impact in 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 their work i think is is true i'm always sometimes feel like i i always want to avoid being trite and saying well anybody can do it uh, but I, I, I think it's true, but you have to be really fully engaged in that process. Otherwise, mm. you're not going to find it. Is that is that right, do you think? That's absolutely true. You know, it's also true that, that some people are being held back by the structures that they have, um, that they've built around them. You know, some people really do embark down this work, um, down this journey of change, and they recognize, oh, my goodness, I am working for the wrong kind of culture, or I'm not in alignment in my values with the, the um, people and places around me, you know, and, and so sometimes there is an adjustment that needs to be made, you know, I, I don't want to suggest that, that it's really up to you, to you to, um, you know, stay where you are and, and find happiness within, like, yes, we do, we find joy, and we find happiness within, but we also, take inspired action, we do the work to put ourselves in proximity with those external forces that are going to help us with that as well. Right. In a chronically leaking vessel, sometimes better to find a new vessel <laughs> than keep trying to plug right. the holes. So yeah, we've right. all probably experienced yep. toxic environments where no matter what we do, we just need to get out of the environment. So yeah. I appreciate that. I agree. Well, I think this really leads yeah. um, perfectly into 
uh, today's difference making tip because I know that uh, you've got an exercise that you wanted to share with us. So would love to would love to have you share with us your difference making tip. Wonderful. Yes, I want to invite your listeners, George, to do an, a writing exercise. It's really taking an, in, an inventory of these things that I brought up earlier um, to look at your specific attitudes. What are your behaviors? What are your underlying beliefs of those behaviors? And then what are your larger values that inform those beliefs? I'd like you to write down your attitudes, behaviors, beliefs, and values about different areas of your life. And it's through this exercise that you'll start seeing some red flags of, oh, this is maybe where I need to challenge some of these limiting beliefs. So some of the areas that you might have a look at at are uh, your career and your finances. Really take a look at what's possible for you or what you believe is possible for you around uh, money and around work. Then have a look at your relationships. You know, all of the people who you love in your life, your, your family of origin, your current family, your friends, uh, your lovers, your significant others. Really look at your attitudes, behaviors, beliefs, and values around all of your relationships. And you might start seeing some patterns. You may even see some areas that relate back to money and career once you've done this inventory. Then I invite you to do it about your physical health. Have a look at your exercise, your nutrition, your sleep, your hydration, stretching, <laughs> you know, the things that we say we believe in, but yet we don't, we don't do. Those things often have some underlying beliefs that are informing our behaviors. And then finally, have a look at your spiritual life. And that's going to include both um, personal and professional development, as well as any kind of religious boundaries that you have set, either from uh, your childhood and past, um, or, or also, and I should say, your current situation. So, you know, as you can imagine, this can end up being quite an extensive document, and, and it should be. But it's the kind of thing that we don't normally take our time to sit down and do, um, and yet, when we do it, we start recognizing there's opportunity for improvement. And perhaps I've been leaving potential on the table, and maybe it's just time for me to step into this greater version of myself instead of staying in a place where I'm holding myself back. Well, that is such great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Um, I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I, I know that it's been proven we all know that actually taking the time to have specific goals and then write them down really increases your odds of reaching them. But also sitting down and really considering our values has an equal, if not greater, impact um, on our well-being and our personal resiliency and all the great things that you've been talking about. So um, right. I think that I really want to advocate that everybody takes um, at least five minutes after listening to this or some at some point during the day when he listened to this to actually put pen to paper and do the exercise. So thank you so much for that, Janine. Th th thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, at standinyourstrength.com. And I would like to invite your listeners, if, if, if my message appeals to you, I'd love to have a conversation and, and with you. And I would be willing to do this on my dime 
and uh, and see if I can help find you an area where you may be getting in your own way so that you can start uh, developing a plan of how to get around that. Well, Standinyourstrength.com. Perfect. And what a great offer, Savage Nation. So, well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Janine your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to standinyourstrength.com and by all means, take her up on her offer to help you to potentially be identifying some of these areas. Um, and a small investment of time on your part, I think, could potentially lead to enormous return over time. So thank you again, Absolutely. Janine. Yeah. Oh, it's truly my pleasure, George. It's been wonderful speaking with you today. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!